Thank you for tuning in to the Whiskey Culture Podcast, where we give you exclusive interviews, reviews, and commentary surrounding the culture behind America's favorite drink. I'm your host, Greg Sinodinos. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Greg Sinodinos with Whiskey Culture, here with my uh, brother and partner, Will. This is Will, brother and partner. (laughs) So, uh, Will brought, uh, we're actually out at a family vacation right now, and of course we did what any uh, normal and rational uh, family members would do, and that's bring dozens upon dozens of samples uh, to family vacation and proceed to drink copious amounts of whiskey um, while everyone watches us uh, just just go to town. (laughs) But anyway, so Will, um, you went to Nashville Barrel Company and ended up picking uh, one of these barrels, and this is the sample that you brought. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like actually going to Nashville Barrel Company, a little bit about the experience there and what it was like to pick a barrel. Yeah, so Nashville Barrel Company is a, uh, a group of people, group of guys that go out and select barrels and then... Uh, bring them back and and then set it up to uh for for others to come in and do barrel picks which was a great experience a fun experience but these guys know what they're doing uh great palettes uh they pick some phenomenal barrels um these particular barrels i believe all came uh from mgp uh so very good juice popular juice um there's a lot of craze right now in nashville and i'm sure in a a lot of other places um, about MGP juice. Um, I can't recall the exact number of barrels that these guys had available, but they have released uh, a couple releases around Nashville. Um, I think release number one, release number two, um, and I've seen other groups uh, release their picks also, and uh, with some clever names. and uh, And these are these are hot barrels right now. Yeah, and this is this is one of the things that I'm seeing a lot of is is these store picks really coming to the forefront, and a lot of these companies that are really starting to center uh, around barrel picks almost as their their primary form of uh, pushing whiskey out. It's almost like the barrel picks are are more prevalent with some of these companies than just their regular releases at this point. Yeah, they really drive a lot of buzz. Uh, it's it's. One, it's it's a lot of it's barrel proof stuff, um, you know, and I, it seems like you know that's that's kind of where things are moving right now. People want to sip straight from the barrel. Yeah, and I think I think it's at that high proof that we really start to see the uh, where the technique and the quality of the whiskey comes out because you can yeah. proof down a lot of stuff and and make it uh, very drinkable. But uh, I don't know about you. I'm, well, I'm I'm sure you and I have had the conversation. But when you get something that's in the 120s, 130s, 140s, and it's drinking just as smooth as something, you know, 100 or below, but it carries that flavor uh, of, of the higher proof bourbon, that's kind of where I feel it's almost like the soul of the barrel proof comes out. It's where the soul of, of the, the quality of the whiskey right. comes out. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's... It's nice, like you said, when when you cut it down, I mean, it does change it. 
Yeah. It, it's nice to really leave it up to the person enjoying the bourbon on, hey, if you want to put a splash of water in there, on how much you want to put it in, put in there, and and um, cut it down to your your desired proof. So mm-hmm. uh, these particular uh, this particular barrel here is a um, was 113 proof. It's a seven year rye. Uh, I believe all the barrels were rye. Uh, this is actually release number two. I was lucky enough to um, grab a bottle at a local local liquor store, and uh, it's it was interesting to me because it was barrel number 26, and I went and helped uh, on a pick, and we picked two barrels: barrel number 25 and barrel number 17. Mm-hmm. Really impressed with both. Uh, I think we tried somewhere in the ballpark five or six barrels and selected those two and. They were all very good, but very, you know, very different, slightly different for it all to be the same juice, same distillery. It was, you know, they were different, and I was really impressed with twenty-five barrel number twenty-five, and can't wait to um, to get my hands on it as soon as it's bottled. But this is uh, number twenty-six. It's a seven-year rye, and it's a uh, hundred and thirteen proof. Well, that's you know that it's. I'd be worried for me going to pick. I know you, you know you and I are talking about, um, and we're talking with some different people about potentially getting some whiskey culture barrel picks out, and uh, I'd just be worried that the the more samples that I try, the better the barrels would seem. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, um, it it was a fun experience. You know, we we immediately when we got there, you know, we kind of walked through the process. Um, we walked around the distillery where these barrels are being stored and bottled, and uh, that was a fun experience. And and then we really just set up. I mean, it was just kind of an impromptu tasting. I, we had brought the bottles out and uh, immediately had a few pours. Definitely a great experience, fun experience, and get to drink a lot of a lot of whiskey. So, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because, you know, when you're going to select a barrel. You think, you know, I want to find the barrel that I think tastes the best. And, you know, I, it, it's true. When you're doing that barrel pick, you got to think, you know, well, I, I may really like something sweeter, or I may like something hotter, or I might like something that's got uh, more of an earthy palette to it. But you've, do you find that you try to look for something that is more balance that has some of something everybody would like or or do you really try to still crank down on on one thing you're like oh man this one's really sweet that's a really cool note or do you try to find something that's balanced or does it really depend well i think everybody wants to hit a home run when they go pick a barrel because lots of barrel picks out there and 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 you want people to talk about yours Mm -hmm. and so you know maybe there's a little bit of pressure I think for the most part, you just got to go have fun with it. Luckily, in this case, um, these guys had brought some really good barrels. Uh, you really couldn't go wrong. Um, they were all very, very good. So, you know, luckily it wasn't too hard to kind of narrow it down to one or two that just stood out above all the other very good ones. So, well, honing back in on, on, on our talk about higher proof, um, I know you and I both are, are avid enjoyers of higher proof oh, without a doubt. Uh, whiskey, but, you know, do you, do you think, so, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a, a little bit about um, in some of our magazines and some of our, our articles, we've talked about the whole bottled and bond 
how uh, all the whiskey distillers came together and created the Bottled and Bond to create a, a standard for quality whiskey. Um, and now, obviously, with uh, a lot more uh, widespread access to documentation and, and registries and, and business uh, records, you know, if there's a fly-by-night company, you can, back in the day, the, anybody could say anything, and you just, you had to believe it. There was no internet. Now, you can kind of look in on a company, see what they're doing. There's a lot more widespread stuff. But do you think that, and I've, I've thought about this a little bit, that uh, this turn towards this higher-proof whiskey, you can't really fake the quality of something 140-something proof because it's either it's either a really good quality and drinkable at that heat or it's just something that someone made barrel-proof and it's it's got the heat, it's got the, you know, that esters to it, that real, you know, like not enjoyable Kentucky hug. Do you think that a lot of these really quality producers are turning towards barrel-proof because they have the ability to create a great barrel-proof in other companies can't really hit the mark there. It's it's almost like a like a second bottled and bond push by the whiskey distillers to separate themselves as high quality producers by showing like, hey, we're capable of producing this really high quality barrel proof bourbon that's really drinkable, that's really enjoyable, and if it wasn't this quality, you know, it would just be a really unenjoyable pour. But they're great, and it's almost you know it's almost you're extremely impressed every time that you've got something that hot. Right. And that good. Yeah, it's uh, you make a really good point. And it's interesting to me how, uh, you know, I really think these distilleries are, in a way, they're just, they're looking to the consumer and saying, you know, what does the consumer want? Yeah. And, and I think we're seeing higher proof bourbons come out, higher proof whiskeys. We're seeing um, barrel, a lot more foolproof, barrel proofs things of that nature and and I guess that's what you know that's what the consumer is calling for. Yeah, I mean it's you know, it, it, it's interesting though. It's not it you don't just want a a high proof whiskey. You know, it's not just like hey, I want something that says one, you know, 125, you know, I, or higher on the label. I I want, I want something that says 125 or higher. You don't do, you know, you don't just randomly arbitrarily pick a number you want something that's got the flavor of something that hot but drinks smooth and it's you know well balanced exactly yeah and so that is uh you know i got i guess you know even as a consumer myself and, and you and i are are avid members of our local whiskey societies um you know myself tampa bay whiskey society and and, and you in nashville uh, what's the name of yours it's the nashville bourbon social club Perfect, and so, so you're you're part of the Nashville Bourbon Social Club, and uh, you know we we're in there, and I, and I see the the turn towards that. You know, everybody's going crazy over you know uh, what is it, 1792 full proof over Elijah Craig barrel proof over uh, you know E. H. Taylor barrel proof, which is you know I I love E. H. Taylor barrel proof, but you're just seeing the general community turn towards the those quality high proof whiskeys. So. And a lot of those single barrels, they you know they they follow suit there, but you get a lot of those unique notes, and and you're right, a hundred percent, all circling all the way back from from this uh, you know side tangent, you uh, you know you brought up a, a great point uh, when you were talking about how 
you are picking these barrels for the consumer. This is the general trend that the the consumer is going towards is those quality, high-proof whiskeys that separate themselves, you know, the good stuff from the fly-by-night stuff. And um, it's it, it's just always impressive when you find a single barrel and you've tried the standard release of something and then you find a single barrel that's just got, like, even just one note that really pulls it away, something that's memorable. So that's really cool. I mean, are were you looking for something that was really memorable in your barrel? Oh yes, I mean you, you, you. I was excited just because I'm a I'm a big fan of MGP, yeah, uh, and a lot of the stuff they're they've put out there, and um, I I really like it, and so I was I was excited to go pick something some with MGP juice in it, yeah. So um, yes, I mean I, I was definitely looking to one you know, uh, experienced something that, that I was excited about and, and wanted to purchase, purchase myself to drink. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, being there and, and just finding something, uh, uh, something really good that others would enjoy was, was, was just a bonus. That's great. So this is sitting at, um, tell us actually, you know, tell us a little bit about the sample that you've got here today. Yeah. So this is from the second release, the Nashville Barrel Company second release. It's a seven year rye, uh, 113 proof. Uh, we've had it sitting here through the duration of, of, uh, this podcast. Let it breathe. Yeah. You know, it's got, the nose is really nice. It, again, you know, you, you, you and I have both brought up a couple times the, the word balance. And I feel like this nose really hits that. It's got, you know, you can tell it's a rye. It's got a lot of toasted rye in the nose, almost like, like a rye bread, you know, baking rye bread. But it's got uh, a really nice um, balanced sweetness to it, too. Some, you know, a little bit of, like, vanilla, those little vanilla caramel creams, with like, what is it, the Werther's? Yeah. Like a Werther's candy, almost. Yeah, for 113 proof, it's not overwhelming. No, I mean the the nose is great. The nose is, it's really balanced, and and you know when you when you start getting over a hundred proof, you start treading, treading water, waiting to kind of smell that ethanol, right? And uh, you don't get it. You don't get that that nose burn when you're you know when you're nosing this, which is really nice for some. I agree. The first thing I thought was a very pleasant, very pleasant to the nose. Definitely hit you with a little bit of the. The uh, baking spice. So there's almost like a floral, a floral note to it as well, which is uh, I always find enjoyable. It's almost like a like a floral sweetness or like a rose water. Yeah. Let's take a sip. Mm. So again, I mean that's that's really good. That's incredibly balanced. Um, I mean, not a big Kentucky hug. It's warm going down, but it's not burning going down, which is, uh, I, I always enjoy that because you know you're drinking whiskey, <laughs> but right. it's, it's not unpleasurable. But, um, I'd say it drinks right around 113 proof. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a nice tumble through the notes. It's, um, it's almost like a waterfall of, of the flavors hitting you at different intervals. It's it's yeah. not a, uh, you know, it's not it doesn't feel muddled, and and you, when you get into the high proof stuff, there's a, a risk of getting flavors that feel 
muddled where, um, you know, there's just a lot of notes and they hit you all at once at the exact same amount. And, uh, you know, you'd think that means balanced, but, but I like to be able to parse out some of those flavors and, and this one you've got, uh, you know, a lot, you've got that rye to it, but it's, it's an earthy rye, not a heat. Yeah. I like right where it is. You know, there's a lot of times you, you see a proof on a bottle and you drink it and you think, ah, it's, it drinks a lot hotter than that, or it's it's not it's not as hot as is that proof on the bottle. But I think this one really settles right in around uh, where it is. I mean, I I do think it's balanced, um, really from from the nose to the palate, a lot of very similar notes. Um, definitely a well balanced rye with, you know, I, you do get some cherries in there. I'm going to sip it one more time and just kind of let it sit on the tongue. I've been a fan of, of these ryes that um, that have an earthy note to them. Like, uh, I, I feel like there's really kind of a two ways that you can go when there's a rye. And you can go the way that it, it's that spicy rye note or there's that earthy rye note. And I feel like this one kind of has... Usually a whiskey pulls one way or the other, and I feel like this one has both. Getting a little cinnamon, maybe you know a, a hotter cinnamon. Oh, I definitely get the cinnamon too, but it's not like a like I don't like the cinnamon notes, and this is just me personally. I don't like the the cinnamon notes where it's like a candied cinnamon. This is like a like a savory cinnamon. Yeah, it's good. You know what's impressive is is the fact that you know the rye is really it's it's aged seven years, yeah. and it, and it drinks you know sometimes the younger bourbons I think are hit or miss. Yeah. Um, I think age age really can hurt. Um, I say bourbons whiskey uh, age can hurt whiskey. I think you know rye typically can pull it off a little bit better, but I do think this um, for seven year I mean it's it's solid. Yeah, yeah, it definitely drinks like something, I mean, at least a 10-year, in, in my opinion. Um, but, the, I mean, it's incredible. The flavor is there, you know, a, a decade more of aging is what I would put it at. But the amount of flavor they were able to pack in seven years, the amount of of uh, variable notes is, is phenomenal. I mean, I think it's a, it was a, it's a great, great whiskey. Um, very, very balanced, and I like that. You know, you get a lot of that rye on the nose, but the the second that you taste it, there is a a nice uh, sweetness to it that kind of counterbalances that rye, makes it um, really nice. And and this whiskey knows what it is, which is is great. They're not trying to do too much. It's not overly complex. It's kind of just a really nice balance of that that earth spice and sweet, uh, and then it finishes out a little dry with that. You know, a little. Uh, charred wood and, and leather note that you know is just completely indicative of the fact that you're drinking a whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this. This is really good, and it's it's um, and and one thing I like about it is how oily it is on the tongue. Yeah. I love you know uh, any kind of whiskey that just it's a little bit heavier, a little thicker, a little you know you get that oily feel on the tongue, and you really get that with this. It's warming. It's uh, and there's there's really on the back end there's some, some really good red cherry, 
You know, it's, yeah. just, it's almost, uh, almost in a way, it's 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 like um, some sort of red cherry candy. It's it's mm-hmm. it's good, sweet, and uh, warm on the back end. You know, and and you you use the term oily, and I'd tried a hell of a lot of whiskey, and you've tried a hell of a lot of whiskey, and. Um, you know, it it wasn't until you and I really got into whiskey together and started uh, sharing tasting notes that that I heard you use that term. And uh, it's funny because now when I drink whiskey, that's one of the things I immediately think of is is uh, like how oily or how viscous it is. You yeah. know, how thick uh, with the legs on the whiskey and mm-hmm. um, you know that is literally the perfect word. And and as, as soon as you talk about that, like I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about when we're trying different stuff. Uh, which is kind of cool, and it just shows, you know, you always can learn about tasting from other people because everyone's taste is subjective. And, and when you hear something like that, like, you know, I've talked to dozens upon dozens of, of you know, whiskey lovers, connoisseurs, and I've never heard anyone use that term, but it's spot on. Yeah. So it's just, it's just cool. One of the things that I picked up from you. Well, if you guys can't tell... I- I mean, I think it's safe to say we really like this. Yeah, this is this is very good juice, and uh, I'm jealous these guys going out and and um, getting to taste so many of these barrels. And and again, this is there. There's lots of these barrels out there. Um, if you can get your hands on one of these, it's Nashville Barrel Company. Um, lots of lots of guys came in and did picks, barrel picks, and they're all over the U.S. Um, in spots. You know, it's uh, it's you're probably not gonna fa- walk in on a in a liquor store and and see this on the shelf, but um, if 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 you can get connected out there and, and you have a chance to get one of these bottles, I recommend um, I recommend doing it. Also, if if you're one of our listeners, and I I know we have some listeners um, in different whiskey societies that have have reached out and um, which we appreciate you guys. If you have a relationship with your liquor store owner, like a lot of these societies are, are coming together with their local uh, store owner, um, or one of them, and doing barrel picks and kind of doing release parties, uh, the we- the website for Nashville Barrel Company is uh, very, very uh, uh, forward in stating that they really want people to come out and do these barrel picks, so... This might be one that if you're looking for something that's unique and it's not just another, you know, maker's mark, which they're good, but it's not just another maker's mark pick. It's not just another Jack Daniels single barrel pick. This might be a great one. And hey, man, Nashville's a great place to visit. Uh, Lots of fun things to do in Nashville, lots of things to see. So, you know, if you're able to come do a barrel pick and then visit Nashville, have a good time. Yeah, I mean, two two to three times a year, you know, I'm, I'm out of Tampa and... And uh, my brother Will here is out of Nashville, which is, gives us kind of a, a really cool scope um, of, of different whiskey enjoyment, you know. And then we, you know, I head to Nashville, what is it, like two to three times a year now? Yeah. And then we kick up into Kentucky, and uh, Nashville's just, it, it's its own place, and it's got its own whiskey scene, and it's just a, if you love whiskey, you know, everybody tries to, to get into Kentucky as quick as they can, but... I feel like a lot of people overlook Tennessee, which you know has its own trail, has its own uh, whiskey culture to it as well, and and is really phenomenal. You know, we've got right. 
so yeah, absolutely. If you're going to get to Kentucky, you might as well take the time to also, uh, you know, visit Nashville. Well, guys, we thank you for your time. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and we appreciate you being part of our whiskey culture. Uh, Will, thank you so much. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time.